Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show, brought to you by Precision Pro. Hello, friends. How was your Masters, Jojo? I mean, the tournament was one thing. The experience, totally a different thing. We got to watch it together. We got to watch it together with 230 of our closest friends. And counting. I mean, it was just, I, I mean, we got to break this down. How's this going to go? We got to, there's the event. The, the golf. There's the, we were hitting balls. Then there's the, then there's the masters. Which is, you know, it's first major of the year. Two yeah. weeks, two weeks ago, we saw Scotty Scheffler in person. Yep. Or yeah. Two, was that two weeks ago? That's only two weeks ago. Oh, that's scary. And, and four weeks, three weeks before that, Cam Smith dropping a dime on him at the players. It's a weird week, right? I mean, and then somewhere in between that, you see Rory storming in on Sunday. What did he finish? How many birdies did he have today? Uh, He made seven. Well, he finished eight under today. Six birdies and an eagle. No par. No, everything else is No pars. No bogeys. That's (laughs) a Cam Smith scorecard. He skipped the other holes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, like you don't come to this show to hear too much about the breakdown of a tournament. We're not... We're not doing statistics, statics. It's not a test. Statistics. It's not. Yeah. I mean, um, I think for me, like it was actually interesting because so, so we watched um, the masters at the random golf club headquarters. It was our first real event. We invited, you know, the community to come out and it, it was interesting to see it. Not all of a sudden it was not about the golf. Like, cause I know for me, like, you know, have you ever have you ever like watched a sporting event with like too many people? You mean anytime I've gone to a pro golf tournament? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean like like so. Remember the time that we watched the Formula One race at my house? Yeah, like we watched Coda. Oh, and only four of us. Yeah, there was like twenty people at my house, mm-hmm. and like sixteen of them were like really annoying because I was like, "Shut up!" Like yeah. we're watching. This is the race. Lewis needs to pass Max now. Stop talking. Which he did, by the way. And we also brought a Verstappen fan, which I don't know how Brady got there. But, like, I mean, love to Brady. Come back. But um, not Brady. The Brady. Different Brady. Brady who brought the hat, remember? Of course, yeah. Yeah, he's in Monterey right now, just chilling. And Basab. Remember, Basab came, Basab sat there, next yeah. to us, knew more than the rest of us, and yeah. then we found out he was a Max fan when I came in. Yeah, that's don't wear the 33 hat over here. Um, you know, but it's like it's like when you watch, like a or like you go to the NF, you, you go to the Super Bowl party and it's like you actually want to watch the game but everyone's talking <laughs> this was that but I, I didn't want to watch the game which sounds weird to say and we had it on so six giant tvs yeah it's anywhere you can look and there were still lots of people who were watching the golf but having a simulator yeah where you could because really every time you want to watch any time i've ever watched pro golf i'm halfway through the round i'm like gripping an imaginary club yeah yeah, yeah. I'm waggling my drink yeah you're like well, how would i do <laughs> turns out I, do? I would also four putt <laughs> <laughs> it was a four putt four putt yeah tail of two doubles cam smith uh with a double bogey first the first round on thursday on 18 yeah and then scotty scheffler to win with a double tiger four putted too or t- tiger doubled tiger yeah tiger tiger four putted for the first time ever at the masters what yeah on five that's what uh, it was on saturday yeah i mean that's the thing is because we had this event at the headquarters here and if you're in austin come by and check out the headquarters here we're on 757 shady lane i don't know if you come by we might be working we might not be here but i will figure it out 
But, um, you know, we got this clubhouse, like the simulator, the coffee shop, um, which became a Tito's bar. Thank you, Tito's, for showing up. Yeah. With a with a many, many dozens of bottles. 60 handles. 60 a handle. Yeah. Um, like, thank God we're not in Prohibition. We would have gotten cracked down today. It was it was a speakeasy of the loudest variety. We put all of the um, all of the products that we have in the office here. We put them all on sale, and uh, we had a we had a coinciding sale online actually with all the random golf club stuff. You might have missed it. I don't know. Maybe you did. I don't know. I think we might actually extend it through tomorrow just for the hell of it. You know. So um, yeah, go check it out right now. Go I check mean, it out. It was a pretty crazy sale. Forty percent off. A, a, everything but the really new stuff yeah. was on sale. So I don't know, you know, I, I haven't bought something on the site in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should secret shopper, but, um, but it was interesting to be, you know, we had this food truck, Matt and, uh, Evan and, you know, Nikki, everyone in there, like making this delicious food and we're watching the golf, but it wasn't like, there's sometimes where I've watched a major and I guess like if you're alone on Sunday watching it, it's, I don't want to say it's like a lonely feeling, mm-hmm. but it kind of is. It's like, you know, the hundreds of people that love golf. And it, then the random golf club headquarters really proved to me that like the golf is always the background, your score, the course, the specific hole. It's, it is not really the purpose of the game. It really showed me that in like an even newer way. I had never seen it. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know. I don't, you've told me this, but when Tiger, plays 72 holes how many of those hours and hours are actually swinging the club yeah and that's the golf and then everything else is the walk yeah and it's the experience and it's the course and it's the sounds yeah and that's what this was said because you still look over and you you know you'd watch the putt yeah you'd, you'd be invested you'd see the action mm-hmm. but most of the time i mean yeah if a, if a if an 18 hole round has 72 swings and it takes four hours to play much less watch uh, 72 swings, it's about a, a second each. So it's a little more than a minute of action, which is like, I don't know how this would play differently if we were like the NCAA. Did you watch the NCAA finals last week? Yeah, I was at a KU bar. No shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. My my good friend, our friend Chris, who uh, yeah. is our Dell connection, uh, family grew up in Kansas Met him City. today for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, cool guy. And uh, so we, you know, we, we of course went to the Kansas bar and yeah. largest comeback and NCAA, just a couple weeks for sports. Crazy, just, dude. just, you Crazy. know, maybe we like people to win. Maybe but they see, win. But see, that's a good example of like, it would be hard to watch like, you know, the NBA finals yeah. at the HQ because you would just be like, I need to like, mm-hmm. go- golf is like a perfect sport to like have 30% of the people being like, can you turn the volume up? And then everyone else is just like, I guess I fuck it. I don't care. Like, is it, what is this shirt? <laughs> you know, like, can I go get a pork belly sandwich? Wow. That sounds pretty good right now. Hey, Matt, <laughs> <laughs> the food truck is just out. We need to get a they delivery window. They came through, dude. The, 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 the food truck title. Do you know where it came from? No idea. It was Forrest, our VP of operations. We were sitting down at Cosmic and he was like, we were talking about what do we name this sort of barbecue truck mm-hmm. that we want to have at our property all the time. The Texas Wedge. The Texas Wedge. And it's got a really fucking sick logo that Tony and Peter and John all designed. It's great. Oh, what if the Texas Wedge went on a tour? It could. I mean, there was a time where we talked about doing random golf club, like, apparel trucks, like trailers that could go. And, like, you could actually use them to, like, have events at at Muni's and, like, kind of, like, because mostly the Muni experience is in, is sucks, right? Like, you're like, okay, 
am I wanted here? It's mm -hmm. unclear. I guess I'm supposed to hurry up. And like, I guess, I don't know. The marshal's mad at me. I don't know why. So like, we were thinking like we could, we could up the vibe at Immuni with like just a, just a little trailer and just be like, Hey, what's up? Like, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. I, I not a problem I want to solve. <laughs> not here, today. here are my two questions for you. <coughs> yeah. Question number one. It's the tiger one. Yeah. How do you feel with him being back? What's your relationship to tiger? Yeah. I mean, tiger is tiger. <laughs> sorry. It took me a second. Tiger's like, uh, It's emotional, right? I mean, it really is. Like more than any other player, it's a fact that there's no one else in the Masters that you've known longer than Tiger, unless you're Scotty's mom or Cam's girlfriend or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's no, you know, Tiger is the the game in a lot of ways for a lot of people. He represents so much, different to every person, but obviously it's like, you know, I, I think Tiger really represents that feeling in all of us, which is like, don't give up. And so it was sad, right? It was sad to see him, you know, finish at whatever he was at plus 12, double digits. 13, I think. Yeah. I mean, over. you know, but the, the reality of the tiger thing, if you reflect on it without any attachment to, right? Like, um, you know what you want. The, the tiger story is, is really just a story of like change and the way, and the way change occurs. And usually it's uncomfortable. You know, usually you don't want to move or change jobs or break up or, you know, like changes, changes just proven to be uncomfortable. So yeah, it's uncomfortable to watch Tiger not win. Yeah. That, that was my take on it. Right. I mean, and it was interesting to watch, of course, and this is more of a media thing, but like Tiger's going to play Tiger's is Tiger going to play is Tiger's going to play. Mm -hmm. And that's just an example. I think of like the global nature of like comments and posts and news. And it's like, it's all tiger news, right? Like, Oh my God. But you know, yeah. I mean, if he'd won, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it would have been like, first of all, it would have been like insane. This pod's title. Yeah. You know, we would, we would be symptoms to it. Yeah. It is true. But it is weird to like reflect back on what he was you know, as you, as I was watching this year, I was remembering other years, mm -hmm. you know, I was remembering when the, uh, when the, the dude called in on the tiger's drop on 13. Remember that one? Tell me that story. He was wearing a yellow polo. I don't remember what year it was. I'm bad at that, but he was on 13 and basically he had like, I want to say like whatever, 80 yards in he laid up and, um, his ball went in the water. So we, so we walked back like 10 paces to drop. And apparently the drop that that was not legal or something, or the drop wasn't legal. And someone called in and they were like, that was illegal. And they gave him a penalty at the end of the round. Oh my God. And there was a year where that happened a couple times. And then I think the PGA tour finally was like, wait a minute, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Listening to spectators calling in and telling us about our own rules. What a narc. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that in any other sport? Yeah. Hey, I just wanted to call in a penalty, you know, like, yeah, it's crazy. I was watching in the corner of my eye. I wasn't even really watching the broadcast, but yeah, I was did at he RGC just, HQ. Did he, did he just? <laughs> did he just? I could do be that? mistaken. I don't do that, right? Like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, so yeah, that was kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what were your thoughts on the Tiger thing? I mean, what is the thing? I mean, the thing, the thing is, will he play? What, what he won't play? 
I did the customary as soon as the round was over, check in on the interviews and everything. Tiger saying he'll play at the uh, Open. Of course. Uh, yeah. Of course he'll play. The Open is his fucking vibe, dude. It's his favorite course in the world. Number one. Yeah. And beyond that, I mean, like, he plays a cut, folks. He aims in a totally safe area and misses in a totally safe area. It's hard and fast. He'll get the roll. His short game, well, not at Augusta, but, you know, if he can dial that in. I don't know what was going on with that. Yeah, it must be, must be like a lot of feel that goes away. Because you would imagine, like, he's hitting nine irons in his backyard. He's hitting drivers in his backyard. But is he really getting that, like, chipping feel and all of that stuff? I mean, because that's, you could argue that, you know, they say the best player in the world is from 100 and in. Like, you could argue that that ability, while we look at the gladiators of golf being like, I can hit the ball so far, it just doesn't win. Right. Winning is putting the ball in the hole, mm-hmm. not driving it super far. Tiger's best shots are these like crazy recovery shots where you're just like, how did he do in your life? And you don't know? forget about king of the lag putt. Like, yeah. that's a guy who can get out of any hole with a par. Yeah. A couple times this week, he was uh, he was on those 80 yards and in shots with or without a glove. It seemed like he was like trying to find the feeling again. I didn't notice that. What do you do? You, do you wear a glove when you're like? 30 year in I usually um, and I heard this from Tiger <laughs> when we were at the TaylorMade uh, brand shoot I heard him talking to the other players and he's like I don't wear a glove if it's like a chip but if there's action on it like a pitch I'll wear a glove so if it's like 50 60 yards 40 yards then he's wearing a glove impossible to hear that advice and not take it yeah hasn't really done much for me <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't matter if you're wearing a glove or not if you uh hit the ball with the blade of the wedge. Yeah. It's it's not a glove situation. <laughs> you don't need that separation. Are you still using a Scotty Cameron? No. Putter wise? Yeah. No, I've been using an even roll for a while, but I'm I'm that. waiting for my Adele putter to come in. The putter that um was thrown into the bottom of the lake at Stream Song. It's making a comeback. Really? This is the putter. It's on its third life. One time it was stolen out of my car. One time it was stolen it fell into the lake at Stream Song because I bobbled it while walking across a bridge. There was a handoff that didn't go well. It's like a, the worst relay moment. Yeah, yeah. The- it was like the handshake at Augusta. Remember that one where it was just like fist bump, knuckles, whatever. And then, yeah, so this is, it's a blacked out Adele putter, all black, fat grip. And it actually, it's a very old putter because it has my initials on it. E-L. Wow, before the A. Before the A was being used. I don't know what that, I don't know when that happened. That has to be like early golf before, <laughs> that is such a specific period of time. That was my initials, yeah. It was weird. Yeah, because there was a time when we like came out with the YouTube channel and like I don't I don't know why it was like E A L. I don't know what I don't like, I think someone said it once and I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like that whatever. I don't know. Anyway. Uh what else? Back to Tiger or moving on? Well, my second question for you. Yeah. Relationship to Tiger, relationship to Augusta. So Me- meaning what? Well you so you played there. Right. You've told the story a couple of times. Yeah. But now when you watch the course and now when you watch people play it, the difference between being there, being here, and kind of your experience and relationship to this event. I mean, that's interesting to talk about. I mean, Augusta is a pilgrimage, right? And and if someone asked how many times they need to visit Augusta, the answer is one. What are the pilgrimages? Like are the old course. Old course. Augusta. Um and then I think you need to find something. Yeah, like Bandon. Yeah. Um, I was thinking more of like a, 
like a real something found. Yeah. You know, like uh, Sheep Golf, our episode from um, Minnesota, or, uh, you know, Willie Nelson's course in Austin, or like Goat Hill Park in um, Oceanside, or, um, you know, like Del Deltona in Orlando. Well, what do these places have in common? Like, they're interesting tracks. They have stories. Yeah, it, it's a... It's there. They've got a lot in common. It's um, it's something found, right? It's it's not storied. It's not. It's not. You can't click it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't find it online. Um, it's it's something that causes you to question your own um, kind of understanding of the game, right? It's an educational purpose. You have to go to Augusta once. As an educational purpose, you have to see the old course. You don't even need to play it. Playing is great, but like it's not about playing the old course. Not at all. In fact, teeing it up on the old course might actually hurt your ability to understand what it is. You should go spend your time going to the cemetery and see old Tom's grave and young Tom right next to each other. Golf balls at the base of it. You know what I mean? Go to the, um, you know. How odd is that, though? That you're spending this part of your life looking for things unfound mm. and then part of your job if we're being honest is then to go describe them and share them well yeah as an inspirational tool i mean we're just a travel agency on some level yeah you know well because that's what i wanted right i just wanted to find those things those those like i guess like the holy grail is only worth something because we're aware of what it can do it, uh, like living forever right i mean in and of itself the material is worth not worth that much. Sure, just a clay goblet. Yeah, and I mean, we like Indiana Jones because the guy's like willing to not stop at any cost to find this thing. And the reason why he wants it is why? Do you know why Indiana Jones wants the Holy Grail? Well, he's an archaeologist. Yes. Mean, he's he doesn't want to drink from it. No. Should we do a Last Crusade podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, he he doesn't want to use it. Yeah. He just wants to share it and learn from it. So in some sense, like that's the video portion of what we do. But yeah, no, the, the, you know, the, the, you don't, you, you don't need to play Augusta. The idea that you should play Augusta is almost like selfish. It's a misunderstanding of what Augusta is because playing Augusta is for a mere micro moment mm -hmm. of people. It's less than, I would assume it's point, it's a thousandth of a percent. It'd be interesting to find that out. It would be. Um, but then, but then also it's like, you need to play Beth Page. Right, like five golf courses on one piece of property in the middle of Long Island, designed for the public to play. So it's like American golf, golden age architects, you know. And then yeah, and then it's just like that's it, really. Like you don't need to go to Pebble. I mean, you can. Yeah, you can. You can. I've had I had a bucket list experience at Pebble. What we, was your bucket list experience at Pebble? We just watched it with my dad and my brother and Dr. Oh Parent my god, my yeah, be the ball. By the way, yeah, that's coming out soon. It's, it's coming out real soon. We're, We're working on it. And the, the clip in question, can I talk about the clip in sure, question? Of course, yeah. uh, is it's your 30th birthday? Yeah. And you're I'd been into golf for about a year. Just a year. Yeah, and I was stressing over like, <laughs> I clean my clubs like in, in my shower, you know? Mid backswing. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Give me a tea. Yeah. And you're playing with your brother. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. And your dad. And it's this, Eric takes these, because he's filming everything. He's a filmmaker. And it's a beautiful time of day and it has this, this, it's going to be in the documentary, so you're going to need to watch it, but it has this really real moment to it where 
it's almost like the camera's a little shaky. Like you, for a moment, you forget you're filming almost. And I wonder if that was the experience that day where you were documenting it, but maybe not for a documentary. But, no, not at but all. For yourself. There was no documentary. There's no script for that. It was just my second time hanging out with Dr. Parent and introducing this spiritual golf teacher to my brother and my father. What did they think, by the way? What do you mean? With Dr. Parent, what did they think of Zen Golf? Well, my brother gave me the book, so he was already into it. And my dad and I have both learned from it. It was an interesting moment because my mom's father had died and he was really into education. So he had taken his life and devoted it to a magazine that if you're old enough, you've heard of it called Highlights, which is all about fun with a purpose is the tagline. So it was an educational kids magazine. And he had set aside enough money for his grandkids to go to college, uh, tuition. And um, I didn't go to college, so I didn't, you know, I had kind of like kind of opted out of that opportunity. But I did say, look, I, I would like to have educational experiences. So when I was younger, I like wrote up a syllabus about like how I could, you know, m most of them were travel oriented. So I like wrote this thing about like, you know, I had gotten fired from my job in New York as a photo assistant and I wanted $5,000 to uh, go to Paris and study French. I mean, you know, like, Amazing. like a bit, a bit of a hack, Sure. but I went to, I, I got a tutor and I learned French and this is like before Duolingo and all that shit. And, um, yeah, I got a tutor and I learned French and I, and I used the money to go to museums, which I wouldn't have done cause I was broke. And, um, and I lived there for several months and I made the money last. Um, and then I, and then I did it again a few years later when I was like, I want to, I want to go, <laughs> it's kind of dark, but I want to go on a motorcycle trip and tell stories about death. Yeah. It's kind of dark. <laughs> yeah. So I like photographed all these cemeteries and all these people that were sick and dying. And, um, I had this old camera and yeah. it was very expensive to operate because each sheet of film cost $10 mm -hmm. with an eight by 10 camera. And, um, yeah, and I would just camp out and I, and I used the money to like n not have to work for those months. And I visited mo a lot of my family and actually my uncle Bob, who, um, had just been diagnosed with lung cancer. I photographed him and he died like a month later. So it was all very strange Wow. and it was just kind of coming up anyway. Anyway. So the point of the story is that, um, then my grandfather died and there was some money left over. And so coincidentally, it wasn't very much. I think it was, um, oh yeah, there was another $5,000. And I said with my money, and I had just gotten into golf and I had just met Dr. Parent. And I said with my money, I have $5,000. I would like to pay for a trip to Pebble Beach. So I bought the tea times and the hotels and I paid for Dr. Parent to travel to come. So it was just enough money to like make this trip happen. And, um, you know, of course, <laughs> spent it all in one place. But <laughs> yeah, it was a moment, man. And like, I just had this, like, I think it was, it must have been 2010 or 11 or something. And I just had an old, I don't know what kind of phone it was, but it was a phone camera that we were filming this moment. Anyway, that was the story behind the making of that. Three grants, three installments of $5,000. Ch changed my life at $15,000. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was a lot less than going to college. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I could have gone to college for a long time. You can't. I just think about the three wildly different ways you spent that money. Well, and you, and you know what's really interesting, Jojo, is that um, I didn't really think of it this way until just now. But um, for me, having the opportunity to grow up in a middle class family, maybe like slightly upper middle class, 
you know, I obviously take for granted a lot of the opportunities that I don't know that other people don't have, but I was aware that, that those things were meaningful to me. And, and, you know, you guys don't know it yet, but we're going to launch an NFT pretty soon and fuck it. I'm saying it. Don't cut that out. It's fine. We'll figure it out. It's going to come out eventually. I don't know when. I'm not going to say a date because I just don't know. It could be two weeks. It could be nine months. I don't know. Just don't you're, go crazy. You're, you're hearing this because the boss just told me I'm not, I have to keep don't, it in. Don't cut it out. But um, one of the big goals of the NFT project is to provide educational experiences like that for other people. So one of them is like literally what we were talking about earlier, which is like, you know, the pilgrimage birthright trip that you can go on to Israel, but this is to Scotland and it's not to go play bucket list courses. It's to go experience golf in Scotland. So, you know, it's not like get your tea time to the old course. It's like, no, no, we're going to go for a walk on the old course on Sunday when it's fucking closed. Cause you can't play the old course on Sunday. It's a public course. I don't know. They close. It's like Chick-fil-A dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a collab. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Oh my! I love Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A sauce that the putter comes in. Can't you know what we can't stop talking about it because you know what we can't do after this podcast. What can't go get Chick Fil A? It's Sunday. Oh, it's Sunday. God dang. Um. So anyway, but you know we want to continue that idea of like kind of um. You know, it's not it's not uh, it's not charity. It's more of uh, the the people that want that deserve like the education or, or the, um, or the experience would be able to have it in a way that they wouldn't have otherwise, because I believe that experiences like that. And that's the whole theory behind adventures in golf is like you, you, you travel to learn. You, you don't, you know, you don't go to a hotel and just sit by the pool. That's not my travel. You travel to have a hard time and to, and to deal with difficult things. And then you come back home and you're a different person. So anyway, uh, what are we got? Di major digression here. It's going to get worse because the next okay. thing I want to ask okay. you. So, so yeah. So the adventures in golf thing, it's the Burdain thing, right? Like it's the, how can you look at the world through one lens in that case, food in this case, golf, but still see the whole world still. Oh, impossible. Yeah. In, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And actually that's kind of how I felt about the event today. I knew you were going to go there. I started to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Just, a lot of different types of people here tonight. Yeah. Like a lot of people like from all over the world and from all over the game. Interesting. And I guess that's my real question for you is, is this the, is this how you see people, everyday people interacting with the game in the future? Like the model that we just kind of honestly threw together at the last minute and tried today. Is that where you kind of see it going? Well, you're you're kind of, um, you know, <laughs> threw together at the last minute after four years of planning. Just me. Actually, the throwing <laughs> together that I did was I found some old audio cables. Yeah. I mean, the event was thrown together, right? We rented some TVs. You know, we threw some merch up on the hangers. We got Tito's to deliver some handles. And we turned on the sim and the food truck was ready. But I mean, that that's that, you know, I mean, we were able to do that because the dream the whole time has been to do what happened today. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, that, that was for me the biggest occasion, right? Is it's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, we're here. We're here because it's master Sunday. Yeah. But we're also here for something a little bit different. Not bigger necessarily. Yeah. Different. Different. Yeah, it doesn't. It, there's no. There's respect to the masters. Obviously, mm -hmm. there's no. We are a respectfully irreverent tribe, you know. Um, 
And the reason why is because we're walking to something different. But we're going by the masters on the way. Mm-hmm. But we don't care if we play there. Yeah, it's, but it's a pilgrimage. If by blind luck one should <laughs> record two podcasts. If blind luck one did. <laughs> Come on. What's, what's your, what was your favorite hole to play on the Masters? Give oh, us a little popcorn. God. I mean, truly 18 was magic. I went left like Tiger did on Saturday. I went dead left. Didn't he go in the trees on Saturday? Or, well, I went where Scheffler went, actually, on yeah. Saturday. Um, actually, no, I went where Cam Smith went. Yep, Cam, Cam I was, pulled it. Yeah. I was hard pull left mm-hmm. on on 18. And um, I um, found the ball. I hit a provisional, and I found both. And I was aware of which one was hit first. So I was playing my second shot, and I was 250 from the green. And, um, you know, I just ripped a three-wood, and it— and it was a high cut and it landed in what would have been today, the grandstands, the, the, the chairs and, you know, uh, Sunday pin. So pin is back left. Um, and my caddy or no, sorry, pin is front left, uh, on the front shelf. And my caddy was like, land it, um, on the back and it'll roll down. Hard to trust that. I mean, he'd been giving me good yeah. lines all day. Like, cause I was even like on the fifth hole, he gave me this crazy read. And I was like, how do you read that? And he's like, you don't read the grains. You remember them. And I was like, wow. Wow. Yeah. My, at the same time, my putter started to glow <laughs> as he handed it to me. I was like, ow. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he, he gave me a six foot putt with that chip. Like I chipped it. Like I had a perfect chip. Um, it's a little bit easier to play, um, after the tournament because a lot of the rough is matted down from all the footprints and then Augusta doesn't have a ton of rough anyway. Yeah. And I just, I hit a nice crispy, uh, kind of like not a flop, but a high, a high chip rolled down six footer right edge. He gave it to me and it was just like middle of the cup. And, and for me, that was way more exciting than birding number one. Cause birding number one, you're still just like trying to keep your belt on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're just trying not to get naked. Yeah. <laughs> It's There's just, a lot of opportunities to lose clothes. <laughs> it was just so intense, dude. And also, it's so overwhelming. So by 18, you've at least digested a, a large portion of the experience to some extent. You know, you're like, okay, Amen Corner is behind me, right? Like, I understand a little bit about what today was about. I know the names of the partners that I'm playing with. Right? I know where they're from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's happened. It's over. Right, it's almost over, you know. So the idea of making a a taskful par was very special. I mean, making making any putt on eighteen. Oh my god, it's great. I, there might be fewer. There might be few better feelings in the world. True, true. To leave eighteen with a feeling of opportunity, because the truth is, I could have fucking completely walloped that hole. I mean, I could have topped it into the right, and then you know. So so it's kind of like in life, golf. A lot like Sisyphus, you know, you push the boulder up, it rolls back down. You push it up, it rolls back down. And so on some level, like the tee shot on 18 was rolling back down. But the rest of the, so to end, you want to end the experience with pushing it up. You know what I mean? Or else then you need to have a break between the next experience when the, it's rolled back down and then you need to push it back up the next time you play number one. I've never heard about, I've never heard the analogy like that. I love that. Yeah. It's like, a, it's kind of a brutal one. Oh, it's very brutal. But well, that's life golf. is very brutal. Yeah. We're put here with no instruction manual. Life is golf and golf is lessons. And we're raised by a generation that did not have any of the tools that we have. How how could we even relate? It's mm. a it's 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 a, it's a frightening scenario. It's it's almost a cosmic joke. It is a cosmic joke. Yeah, and we're figuring it out 
on our own. No instruction manual. If there was one, well, we'd make a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, my executive coach, she said, uh, well, you know, um, if I could tell you the future, like I could solve this problem for you really easily. You know, it's like, okay, well, right, of course. Yeah, I don't know the future, so <laughs> I guess I'll just do my best. Well, we'll, we'll be solving that in, in just a moment. We have, we have a break. We have a break. We're going to tell you the future. We're doing, we're going to have the best time ever with these fucking ad reads. Do we have the jingle? The, the jingle? We're going to do an ad read jingle. Ads. Ads. All right, folks, we've got now Early Bird. It's a gummy and it's a recreational hemp product. Um, Early Bird CBD. Uh, it's got a microdose of THC that makes you feel great. I obviously personally can't say that i've ingested this i can speak to it but you you've i've ingested you're it. kind of always on. i think you actually hoarded all of the doses that we have is it a dose or it's a it's a packet of it's like gummy bears it's great so that's four a pack for the standard packs uh early bird cbd and the little secret spice and sauce they have in, in it is they have just the legal amount actually a little under the legal amount of thc in it oh cool so you get a little bit of a buzz. But like, it also has CBD. So it's also like super relaxing. Absolutely. So yeah. there's two different ways of using it. You can take one and then listen to some music, go play some golf. People in the office have been doing that. Right. And then the other way you can use it is just to like save my life because my girlfriend cannot sleep. And then she takes an early bird CBD. Oh. And then she doesn't bother me. That's... <laughs> and this is um, also there. It's not synthetic at all. This is all naturally occurring stuff. Completely natural hemp product. That's awesome. Local Austin brand. Um, that's incredible. Early bird. Hell yeah. I love that they've uh, they've come into the they've come into the office here. They've come in and hung out, and that's awesome. They also have, uh, from what I understand, they have great customer service. You can call them and oh, yeah. ask them questions. Do you know how I know that? Huh. Uh, I called them because I didn't think this was legal. Oh. So I just picked up the phone and the founder picked up and he was just like a real person, which is a dream. Yeah. And then uh, we have a discount code for y'all. It's 20% off and it's earlybirdcbd.com slash RGC. Yep. The cool thing is that all you need, they recommend just starting with one gummy or not even, even half a gummy. So go over to earlybird.com slash RGC to get 20% off for new customers. Um, and yeah, I mean, Jojo... I trust you. Gooder, folks, go to EAL show. Go to gooder.com, G O O D R.com slash EAL show for 15% off your Gooder sunglasses. Here's the cool thing about Gooder sunglasses is they're built, did you know this, with golf specific lens technology. What does that mean? I don't know. It, it's the HD contrast it performances. I don't know. What? Well, it's a good question. Like, aren't some sunglasses terrible to play in the golf course? And then, like, you well, put these are polarized. On? That's what it is. You know what's funny is actually I walked in today and I had the, the glasses on, the polarized sunglasses on, and I walked in and all the TVs were off. And I was like, why is everyone watching the TVs if they're off? I thought it was over. And I took them off. I took the glasses off. I was like, oh, polarized is like pretty intense. You're like, this is the weirdest party. This is a cult. <laughs> These guys are creepy. Um, yeah, but they're polarized and uh, and they look good. They do. I like them. I got like five pairs mm -hmm. and I think I, you know, they're they're like. Average price is like $25, $30. They're so cheap. Yeah, so you can get like several pairs of glasses, fill out your fucking facial wardrobe like a man. Yeah, has Snowball put on a pair yet? He doesn't really flow like that. Oh, really? He can't see anyway, so he needs like prescription glasses. Go to gooder.com, G-O-O-D-R.com slash E-A-L show for a discount, but also go there for your own fucking face. Policy genius. Oh, lowercase g, we love these guys. <laughs> 
let's just keep going. Here's the thing. If you're going to die, going back. Most of us are. (laughs) I'll tell you two facts. One, you're going to die. Here's the thing. Having insurance through your job might not be enough. And most people need up to 10x more coverage to properly provide for their families. So typical life insurance gets more expensive as you age. Did you know that? I had no idea. It just got more expensive. It's really not something I think about, but I think I should. It just. Do you have life insurance? Uh, do you give it to me? Go to policygenius.com, lowercase g, and answer a few questions, and they'll help you compare personalized quotes from top companies to find you. What are they going to find you, JoJo? They're going to find you some life insurance. The lowest price the lowest life price insurance. insurance. He doesn't have the read. Anyway, guess how many billions of dollars they've placed in coverage? Uh, I'm going to say three. For 120. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. So <laughs> No pol- way. Dude, Policy Genius is the front runner. Hit them up. They're the Scotty Schefflers of uh, of life insurance. Hook them. They just walk forward, dude. They don't care how they put their vest on. They just get that shit on. All right, folks. Trade coffee, folks. They send you. Did you know they send you coffee based on your preferences? It's kind of like a con. It's like a dating service for your n- c- caffeine. Wow. Yeah, they hook you up with the bean. I was just about to say. But bean, obviously, you could think about that, but like you don't need to because we're talking about coffee. Get your mind out of the bean. Flick the bean. Nope. In, nope. <laughs> Can you just leave it in? I think we might find out. Ah, oh, fuck it. The more, the more that you guys go click on these ads, yeah. the more I can say whatever the fuck I want and make it entertaining. There you go. Leave that in. Anyway, Trade Coffee. It's actually kind of tight. They like, you go online, you tell it what you want, you tell it what you like, uh, and they choose from 450 different roasts to recommend something for you. If you use the code drinktrade.com slash EAL show, you're going to get 30 bucks off. Um, so they're offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order. They've delivered over how many bags do you think they've delivered so far? I love this game. I've, they've delivered over 200,000 bags. Wrong. 5 million. I'm so bad at this You're game. the undercut. I like you play it low, though. That's good. And they've delivered coffee to over 750,000 positive reviews. So trade is not just a secret anymore. Made that up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Making up brand slogans. Trade coffee. Not a secret anymore. <laughs> Back to the show. Bop, bada, bop, bop, bop. Over of the ads. No more ads. Back to the show. Let's go, Jojo. It's so funny because like talk about? I do actually play music, transitional music. Oh, oh, do you? Yeah, and I, I have transitions. Now you don't need it because I've got the song for you. <laughs> We're going to go back to the show. More narrative stuff, jokes and whatnot. It's basically a live podcast you're listening to. It's a live podcast you listen to now. So much coming up. Uh, I, I had something for you. Somebody in our Discord uh, had a question for you earlier cool, cool. this week. Thank you. I want to hear that. Oh, uh, yes. I, I asked you to bring this up. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, Anthony? Andrew. Andrew. So yeah. Andrew's. Andrew Moffat. And yes, and yeah. it, it makes a lot I of remember sense. remember your name, Andrew, because it's a poignant question that when I read it first, I was like, oh, fuck. And if you're listening and you're like, what's what's this got to do with Augusta? It actually has a ton to do with what happened this weekend and everything else. Cause oh, this, sure. This is kind of like a special weekend. You get to see the fruits of your labor. In terms of the community, like 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 a... Like a like the frame of a house being pushed up by all the Amishmen. Exactly, like yeah. the barn all being moved the, at once. Yeah, we had a barn raising. That'd be great, dude. We should have a barn raising party. Yeah, can we just go build a barn on a golf course and just be like, "What? We didn't know we couldn't do that." Oh no, do we need to move it? <laughs> you, this can't go here. Dude, is there two hundred people? Just just put a barn around the tee box. That'd be cool if every tee box on a course had a barn around it. Like, think about it. You could hit out of the barn, and you could chill in the barn. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot more shade. Like if every tee box was a halfway house? And so then it was just a 5% house? Tough spectator sport. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> uh, here's Andrew's question. We see all the great things and accomplishments, but no one gets to the top easy. Was there ever a point in RGC that Eric might have thought, man, this just isn't going to work? Yeah, so so thank you for the question, Andrew, and, and thanks for being a Discord member. Um, Y'all can go check it out. I guess you just Google Discord Random Golf Club, but um, it's a it's a great spot to hang. Andrew, your question, I remember I remember when I read it and I, my eyes, you know, it's, sometimes a question is too good. And, um, and you, I'll be honest, I get a lot of questions that are the same. And I commented this a year ago on my Instagram or when I was in Tijuana and I was like, everyone wants to know what's your favorite course. Like, that's the question I get all the time. What's your favorite course? What's on your bucket list? Where do you want to play? What was it like doing that? And it's like, well, you know what it was like? Cause I made a video for you. Like I, I tried my best to show you what it was like. Like, that's my job. And so to be asked a question about like, I guess it looks easy, but is it, is the question, I guess, ultimately, was there ever a time that I said, no, I can't do this. And I mean, I did end up answering you finally a week later after I could actually sit down. I was waiting for a food at a food truck. Took a week. It took me a week. Yeah. And that's only to say, you know, you know, sometimes you text, text someone you're interested in romantically and you know, it's a great text and they don't write back. That's usually a compliment I find because mm -hmm. they're like, wow, I don't even know what to say to that. It's too good. Yeah. The worst thing is if you get the quick reply, the quick, the quick reply. Ha ha. Yeah. That's worse than no reply. No way. Yeah. 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 So who no is this? Way. No way. Yeah. Who does? Yeah. Um, so the question, Andrew is very poignant, right? And it's, and, and I mean, uh, I've wrestled with the idea of how transparent do I get on the podcast? I think about it all the time. Yeah. One day. One day I'll tell you the story. But the story I'll tell you now, tell you, is um, it, it's not really a story. But the, the answer I'll give you now, the, the reason why the question was so interesting and poignant is because there, there have been, in the past three months at Random Golf Club, I would say some of the biggest challenges I've ever had to overcome, and I'm not even done with regards to like just the ins and outs of the day to day of being a CEO, which is like, well, I don't even know what that fucking means anymore. It makes me want to cringe, honestly, because it doesn't really mean anything to me. What does mean something to me is being like, I guess the last person on the totem pole responsible for everything we do. And ultimately kind of, I guess the person that had the idea that it, is happening now. Yeah. And the person where it, at, at the end of the day, if this is going to continue going forward. Yeah. And like, I'm not a CEO. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that really even means. And so I've been learning. And, and I guess that to me is to answer your question, Andrew, like <laughs> the last, the last three months have been an absolute, I mean, you know when you're in the movies, <clears throat> remember that movie Crash? Sure. Oscar, famous Oscar winner yeah. Crash. Wasn't that the movie where the camera's inside the car during the car accident? Mm -hmm. When the car backs out mm -hmm. and there's a car speeding by? Th that's been the last three months of my life. I didn't know that. Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, I... You, I was backing out on a normal Wednesday. I guess so, yeah. And then all of a sudden this car hit me. Yeah. And it's not a physical car. 
I wasn't in a car accident. This is like a business situation that occurred that completely leveled my entire sense of confidence around our dream. And in the dream itself, I fell. You know what I mean? And and everything just switched. And I guess you were hearing my voice and wondering, well, you sound like you're okay. And the answer is I am. We've solved the problem. But I mean, th there was a problem of a, I mean, I want to say cancerous, but there was a situation at work that we had to unravel that was like baked into its core completely impossible. Yeah, it's like when a tree starts growing in the wrong direction. Yeah. And then it's just, it's looking for sunlight, but the only way up is snaking around other things. Yeah, I like how, that. How do you stop that without going back to the roots? Exactly. And I wish I could be more specific. I would love, and I've thought about it. There's you, many times. You can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. L legally. Yeah. Like, it's it's a thing. And I'm sure you're all wondering, like, what the fuck is he talking about? And you're guessing all sorts of things and blah, 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 blah. But, like, you know, I mean, you could look at the team page. Yeah. Or... or we, we had to lay off almost half our staff at Random Golf Club. And, I mean, I'm saying that publicly now for the first time. I've been saying it in passing to friends and I've been saying it to people I care about and I've been calling everyone I know and letting them know about like, hey, things are changing over here. And it's for the better, but it's from the worst. So, Andrew, now that you know a vague semblance of what's happening, I'm going to give you your answer. What's the question again? Question is, uh, it's about adversity. How do you overcome yeah. either that feeling or that experience? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you how. There is really only two ways to do it. And they have to both be done at the same time, all the time. And it's that you cannot stop. You must continue. And that doesn't mean like continue to jerk a computer. It doesn't mean just run with a camera. It means focus on what the problem is by identifying it. And then you have to discuss that problem with people around you. And you have to discuss that from a curious place. How do I do this? I don't know. I've never done this. And that's the second thing that you have to do, which is ask for help. But I guarantee almost 100% that if you don't stop and ask for help, your problem will be solved. And and that doesn't necessarily mean that like you're going to get your money out of the stock market, but it means that the problem of feeling like that money in the stock market is the biggest problem in your life will go away and you'll develop a, a, some new set of problems. You know what I mean? Like, cause the truth is at the end of the day, say random golf club ceased to exist, which was ultimately my biggest fear. As we start to examine what the biggest fear really is, is it even death? Cause that's a guarantee. So what, what, what can really happen to you that can actually, is it torture? Is it, is it, is it something heinous happening to a loved one? What, what is it that you cannot survive? Life? Yeah. Okay. So once you accept the worst possible outcome, then the fear goes away and the anxiety goes away. Ultimately, the biggest exciting thing for me outside of all of this through all of this has actually been the understanding that, um, I mean, look, I love making golf videos, but that's not why I'm here. Why are you here? Right. I love like 
random golf club. But that's not even why I'm here. Mm -hmm. I love um, playing golf, but that's not why I'm here. I love making cool products. That's not why I'm here. That's not, that's not why I'm excited to be here is a better way to say it. The true, I was sitting with someone last week who said, what, what is like, what, like, what is pushing you each day? And, and ultimately it goes back to the, the two things that I believe are prescribed in this, in a situation of adversity, which is don't give up and ask for help. Those, those things will cultivate an experience of self-innovation, which is not a phrase I've ever heard. I think it's usually called self-realization or what's it called? Like self-help or something? Yeah. But ultimately what's really pushing me forward every day at Random Golf Club now is the idea that I'm learning. And that's really exciting. Like the idea that like, sure, how many events have we had? I mean, probably 50. So many. Right, like over the course of time. So it's so the idea that there's an event happening, like I guess you could almost say that that's kind of run of the mill almost. But the idea that we did it differently, we did it in our headquarters, we played the Masters, we had a bar, we did this thing. As long as we're learning, I won't lose my zest. That's really what it comes down to. Because if you lose that. And I lost it. I lost it for a while. There was a time in the fall where I was kind of like, like Andrew said, what was his phrase in the beginning? Like, do I want to do it? How do you? Thought, man, this is just isn't going to work. Mm. Yeah, there were times in the fall where I was like, it wasn't so much that it wasn't going to work, which I did have in this spring. Like, there were times where I was like, this ain't going to work. Like, I can't solve this problem. You know, I can't figure out this problem. And through the continual level of work and focus and just like, you know, like, um, you know, my, my therapist is really kind. He said, he really gave me a nice compliment. He said, you're built like an ox. You know, nothing's going to stop you. And I didn't really realize that that's unique because the whole time that we've been building this thing, I just don't take no for an answer. Yeah, that's, that's true, by the way. <laughs> I mean, he'll make things happen. And it's, and I don't, I never, and I think it's, it's, I don't understand it. And I'm sure that one day I'll sit down and write it out and share that. But there is definitely, um, that idea of not stopping actually came into play where I wanted to stop. So to answer your question, Andrew, truly poignant timing. Right. Like I, I was like, oh, wow. Like I, I can't, I am not capable of solving this problem. But if you don't stop and if you ask for help, that changes. Yeah. And the thing to highlight there is the ask for help, ask for questions. Oh, yeah. Mandatory. Because what, what was the first thing? You don't understand. You had to go and you had to go and call people. I called everybody. I called everybody that we'd ever been in business with. And I said, hey, I got to, I don't, I got to tell you what's happening. And when I'm done honest. talking, yeah, be, and be really, really be impeccable honest. with your word. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you want to read the four agreements. That's what you want to do. Cause you always try your best. you be impeccable with your word. You don't take it personally and you don't make assumptions. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that if I always do my, if I do my best with this fucking problem and if I'm impeccable by telling people exactly what's going on and what I know and what I don't know. Right. And if I don't make assumptions about what I think they're going to respond like when I tell them that I think my shit is broken and I don't make assumptions about what's going to happen with this whole thing, this dream, well, then it works out. And I think 
personally, kind of from an external perspective, watching all this happen, watching all this unfold, to see that level of honesty as people come into this physical space and for people to say, hey, here's what's going on and here's how you can still be a part of it and here's how we can build something. I have seen some of the odd, like truly interesting reactions to it because people just aren't used to being told exactly how things are. Mm. Yeah. You mean amongst uh, your coworkers? Yeah. 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 And also amongst like people who might come in to partner, people who might come in. Right. Like how has that experience changed for you? Well, and, and this is an interesting thing. So this is an interesting like uh, f- 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 fantastic side product that I wasn't expecting. So um, <laughs> basically I had to call these people that we were doing business with and say, yo, <laughs> red flag. I got a, I got an, I got an issue that I can't figure out. And I've lived in Austin for almost two years, right? Almost pretty close. And I'll be honest, it took me a minute to get into it. And by that, I mean like to just land, like to get it, just get my feet on the ground and like, okay, where am I driving? Like, where am Mm -hmm. I going? Where are things? How do people do things? Where do they do things? When do they do things? I like, it's quite late. (laughs) Everyone's up late here. Everyone's very average age is like 25. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Luckily, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a good range. Um, and it took me a while to just like absorb the culture. And um, I started to get it like six months in. Right. And I started to be like, okay, cool. Like I've lived in LA for 13 years, New York for 10 years before that. So Austin was very different than both of those. And anyway, my experience with Austin has been wonderful. Like I, I really love it it clicked into plaid mode. Like, like it, it went into super speed. Once I started to share this problem that I was having and be like, Hey, like person whom I respect, who I'm kind of afraid of because your amount of like legendary status in this town and the things that you've done, people that started ACL, people that have opened hotels, people that have, you know, started brands. Like there's a lot of founders in Austin. If you're listening and you're from Australia or you're from the United Kingdom, like we're talking people who start some of the largest musical music festivals yeah. in the country. Again, Austin is the fastest growing city in the country for the last 10 years, yeah. but it has these tremendous roots to the seventies and eighties yeah. of these businessmen who, and, and women who saw the city, the well, project bumble, you know what I mean? Like, yep. and, and like, Oh, outer voices. Like there, there are, there are so many other founders in Austin of even new companies, tech companies, even companies you've never even fucking heard of. And like, even like, it's just so interesting that as soon as I was like, hey, like, I think I fucked up. You know what they did? Like these other like people who I assumed were just golden. They were like, okay, well, uh, that's totally normal. <laughs> it happens almost mandatory. <laughs> like that's almost a given. If you're going to start your own business, I didn't even realize I started my own business. It was just there. I just thought random golf club happened and yeah. I was just like, it was my job to take care of it, which is kind of true. I didn't come in with some plan, right? Like I just came in and made videos and all of a sudden it became this thing, which is almost like, uh, you know, like, um, curling, if you will, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like shaving the yeah, ice around yeah. the puck, whatever it's called. The curl. What's it called? I mean, it's called, it's called a weird name. It's called like a hornus or something weird. What is it called? I've done a curling. It's so you have the, the biter that's the stone the stone is called a biter mm-hmm. and there's the brush 
the brush. So basically the stone is the business of Random Golf Club. And I am just this brush over here trying to like guide it around. And it, that's a long digression. But ultimately the experience of asking for help in this town felt created a feeling of being more cemented into the town itself because I started super authentically connecting with these people. So, so the takeaway here is try something for me. I have a story that I think I'd like to see if you can follow up while you're out there playing. I'm talking to you, not Jojo. I mean, I'm talking to you, Jojo, but I'm talking to you. Through Jojo. <laughs> I'm talking to you. He who is he or she who has pulled over at the in and out parking lot, just scarfing down a double, double. Certainly not getting Chick-fil-A. Not today. Um, try this. So, so I'm, the story is that I was, I was playing my, my friend who works at the agency that kind of helped me get my start. She hit me up and, uh, she was like, Hey, I've got some friends in town. Can you take them out to play golf? And I was like, yes, anything for you, right? Like you have like inalterably changed my career for the better. So of course, whatever you need. So, um, I, I, I take these three guys out to play golf and I have never met them before. And, you know, this can be, you know, you never know, right? You never know who you're going to play with. Random Golf Club would say, you never know who you're going to play with. Like, face it openly, like consciously. And so we're playing the first hole, and I'm not there. I got a lot on my mind. I'm stressed. My phone is in my pocket, just burning a hole in it. We get to the second tee, and I got, I just go, guys, I got to be honest with you. I got this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem, and I feel like I'm locked in, and I can't figure it out. And uh, it was wild what happened. It just opened up a, a round that was like, I didn't want it to end. Had I not done that, had I kept the problem to myself, I mean, it couldn't have been over soon enough because you're just walking around carrying 9,000 golf clubs. But the more you start to, and, and this, is the, this is the request of you listening. I, 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 I wonder if you could feel compelled to, on your next round, just open it up. Just be like, what am I struggling with? What am I here to get over? How can I use this round for like a truly life-changing moment? Right? Like, am I going to go out there and just look at the scorecard all day and feel bad every time my club hits a ball? Or am I going to go out there and actually let that fade into the background? Because it's a walkabout with people whose experiences I can't even begin to assume that I know. So therefore, they could be so much like my own that the teaching I'm going to get or the shared experience that I'm going to get is going to exist beyond making a bogey. But it could truly be about something in life that exists far beyond whatever is going to take place in the game of golf. So th that's the real like kind of opportunity that we look at when we play golf. You see it on TV. It is not that, right? On TV, it is a game that is a stereotypically straight up terrible game. I advise you not to play that game. <laughs> I just do. That's yeah. the whole point of the break 90. I, I really advise you <laughs> to play a different game. Because you're going to wish it was over on the bad days, which is kind of like not a great way to go out there. 
And for me, I don't know what it's like for you, but I've heard from enough people that it's the same for them. So I'm going to imagine that maybe for more than half of you, it's like it is for me, which is I don't want to tell you what I'm struggling with. I don't want to tell you my problem. I don't really want to tell you what I'm afraid of. I don't want to tell you about what I don't think I can do. I don't want to tell you what I don't know. Well, I wonder what it would be like if you rewound this, wrote that down, and did it. Yeah. Just, just pause it and rewind it. And just do those things and see what happens. Let your next round change your life. Get out of the way. Exactly. Because you're not maybe going to get a hole-in-one in this lifetime. And even if you did, <laughs> doesn't change anything. But the things that can change your life can happen between shots. We'll see you next week. <laughs> no, actually, there is one thing I want to say, um, which is if you've gotten to this point, if you're listening, thank you. First I, of all, respect. Know, don't choke on that in and out. Uh, <laughs> those animal style fries. Um, if you have a second, please rate the podcast. Like oh, it yeah. And share it. Uh, because we found out, because we're bad at this, we found out that helps us a lot. Uh, I bet other podcasts say that. All the time. They do? <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing they say and the last thing they say. And that's not who we are. We're not good at that. But Hey, man, we're just we're just brushing the, uh, what's it called? The the, the, the stone? The, the biter stone? The biter. What's, uh, is it called the stone? It's probably called a stone, yeah. The stone is the thing in the middle. The stone is the thing. Yeah, so you guys are the stone and we're just brushing it. And if you want to rate the brush, you know, did you have a good brush? <laughs> rate that brush, dog. Yeah, it'd, yeah. Be, it'd be really nice. What's um, a curling court called? What is it called where you play curling? It should be called a rink, right? Let's find out. I don't know. I'll tell you that a competition is called a Bonspiel. A Bonspiel. She with a Bonspiel means mein Kamen. Expression that What's Bein mein Kamen mean? Uh, my people? My, my, com, my Kamen means where I come from or whatever. Like, ich kommen, ich wohnen. How do you say my people? Um, mein Damen? Mein Damen? That <laughs> That's my women. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Uh, meine Leute. Meine Leute. Meine Leute, yeah. How do you say see you in the showers in German? Wir sehen uns unter der Dusche. Wir sehen uns unter der Dusche. See you in the showers. See you in the showers, folks. Ba, ba, da, ba, da, ba. Thanks for listening to the Masters Pod. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs>